What is going on, 5-9 Gamers? My name is Joe Weggs, and today I will be your host for your favorite podcast, the Dokkan Battle Podcast. Our podcast is presented to you by 5-9 Gaming, your source for all things gaming, anime, and entertainment related. Be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on all things 5-9. Today's episode is Dokkan Battle Podcast number 76, Rad or Bad? So obviously referring to our Dokkan Fest Raditz, and I think some people have some opinions about this guy. So uh, we got a very interesting show for you today. A lot to talk about. I think a lot of opinions coming out today. Um, so let me go ahead and introduce our guest for today's podcast. Uh, first up, we have the man who just loves making 200% showcases. Minato, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Uh, we're gaming. Raditz sucks, bad. It's whatever, you know, like that. <laughs> I mean, could I start calling you Raditz's biggest fan instead of Inkabe's no, biggest no, fan? Please now? do. So, no, please do. Please do. I, I no, think starting next week. I think starting Inkabe next week. Inkabe always sucks. Inkabe is the worst existence in Doka. <laughs> oh, well, I think at this point, Raditz is not even Raditz is not even worse. Like, no. Oh, really? I was gonna say. I think we should just clear everything up right now before we get started. And is Raditz better than Inkabe, Minato? Yes or just yes or <laughs> oh, no? God. Uh, testing me is needed. Testing is needed. <laughs> <laughs> He's too <Okay>. afraid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next up, we have the Super Battle Road King himself, the Massaningan. How are you doing? Yo, I am very happy to be here. Unlike JP, I'm having a very hype time on Global with some <laughs> very good units. So it's nice to be in that position for a change. I mean, we, we are totally beating JP on the Dokkan Fest exclusives right now. <laughs> totally Hell got him yeah. beat. <laughs> Next up, we've got the master of the slime gotcha, Ice Cold Joker. How you doing? Good morning, everyone. Global W's all around today. Yeah, we haven't even got into the tickets and discounts yet, have we? <laughs> it's on the agenda. It's on the agenda. And then last but not least, the man of many gotchas, Gal Riot. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. And yeah, I mean, what can we say? Global W's all around. We, hey. And hey, we also know that Raditz is bad. So Global Foresight, W again. Exactly. What can I say? We're always winning. <laughs> yeah. We're always winning. We stay winning. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's an easy skip. And I believe his time slot, isn't he the Dokkan Fest right after our anniversary? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he should be. Yeah. So that's like the anniversary and worldwide. Yes. That is like the perfect skip spot. That yep. is like the perfect yep. skip spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless they load up the banner with God knows what, you're gonna have to put like every top tier I mean, Dokkan Fest on no, his banner. On the Global banner Dokkan. is the banner's. We'll, we'll we'll get into it later. We'll talk into it later, but yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, easy skip for Global. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start off with uh, JP Dokkan stuff here. Um, now, Minato, you're gonna be pretty popular today because I think you're our only JP main. So we're gonna start with you on the JP stuff. So popular um, today? What do you mean just today? Oh, just today? Don't, just today? Don't let his ego go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so we've got the April. We're calling it the. Should we should we officially consider rabbits Raditz an April Fools Dokkan Fest? Like he's <laughs> just a joke. And then we got the Dokkan Fest Napa, or not Dokkan Fest Napa, but the Napa banner unit. So he's pretty uh, much Minato a Dokkan Fest. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, he's the highlight, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so Minato, we're gonna start with you. How bad is Raditz? How good is Napa? So I think Napa's pretty good. Um. Just because he has like this kind of like more tech to him, um, I he has a support which is really good. I think that it's like I first I liked that the fact that he can give more support based on the super class allies. I think that's pretty cool because he's a super bad road unit, right? Um, though I probably would have preferred if they just had him give forty percent support, right? 
outside of that, I like his active skill. The fact that you could use it against three more enemies will be very strong for future Super Battle Road stages, which is, again, I feel like he's designed to be used in Super Battle Road. Um, it's because it's passive, right? If you start off with him in slot one, you can get to 780% defense. And he has, like, this really strong defensive link, uh, Toughest Nails, which is very, very powerful as well. Uh, it gives 20% defense and 5% damage reduction or something, right? Um, I would say the issue with him, though, overall, is probably his links. You know, he doesn't have prepared battles, same lineage, some of those same links that I think would help him work a lot with, like, Raditz, for example. Like, with Raditz, he shares, like, two links. And, like, Great <laughs> Vegeta, he shares, like, one link with them. It's very odd how they work those links with those units. Um, I would say... But uh, Nappa is very, very powerful. And because he greatly raises defense on super attack, you could probably argue him as one of the strongest floaters in the game because he has like 700k defense like after just one super, right? Yeah, he's pretty crazy. And then he gets tough as nails with the AGLLR, correct? The Nappa Vegeta. So that's a unit you could maybe get tough as nails with. Because yeah. I know it's not like a crazy popular link, but there's a couple units. And so if they EZA, that could be a decent rotation. Exactly. All right, so how about Raditz? We all want to know. <sighs> Unfortunately, Raditz is mid, based on what I'm seeing. I uh, did try him a little bit as a friend. I didn't actually pull him myself, thank God, right? But um, I, it's just really weird because the, just defense by, like, he's pure stats is what I'll say. He He's literally all stats, but his stats are low. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is terrible. His active skill, you, like, it doesn't even do anything. Because I think it hits six times. So you're not going to see that in shorter content like Super Battle Road, right? Which usually lasts, like, maybe, like, four turns or so. Maybe if you're, like, 455%, you know, you, like, take, like, seven turns to clear that, like, long HP ESBR stage. You'll get it at the end. <laughs> but it's, like, it's you won't see it. And it's, like, doesn't matter that it stuns. It's AOE, like, the... The thing about his AoE is that when he's facing multiple enemies, he loses like like three million off his attack stat. <laughs> he's like for like two, three million AoE. And then even if it gets guaranteed crit, it's just like no damage. <laughs> and then <laughs> since he only has 150% defense by itself, the issue with that is that it's pure defense. So yep. since there's no like yep. damage reduction or dodge or anything like that, he just like dies, right? Um... <laughs> It's just weird. And, he, and then he wants to get hit. But then his super attack effect, he wants to get that off first. Which is, like, dumb as well. I, I, really weird design. Um, He just got shafted. Also, it's like, Saiyan Saga does suck right now. Although he's a leader for pure Saiyans. Just run Blue Evolution Vegeta. He's, like, a way better leader. It's like, we just got <laughs> Blue Evolution Vegeta. He's there, right? Yep. Well, everyone's like a lot got him. Talk about him. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things you could talk about him, and just like, as you go through the list, it's like, oh, disappointing here, disappointing here, and he's like five teams too, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I done. mean, you just called him mid. Are you are you overrating him by calling him? Yeah, mid? I, I think I think I think <laughs> mid is an overstatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty terrible. Um, like I would say, like. Like, STR Bojack is better, in my opinion, right? Like, right. Like, well, we're going to talk about units, we're going to talk about what units are better than we got it on the agenda. <laughs> um, I'm going to open up. I'll just say any global players, any comments you guys want to make about Raditz and Napa. If you unfortunately tried to summon for them on your JP side accounts, anything like that. 
Well, I saw Minato's tweet earlier uh, saying that a, a small part of him wished he could pull Raditz just so he could make videos and make fun of him. So <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I'm still working on my side JP account. I've still got loads of easy A's that I need to do. So I was grinding through a few of them today. Got up to 50 stones. So I thought, you know what? That is a pretty funny idea. Let me see if uh, what happens if I throw a multi at the banner. So um I did got Goku Black Rift, so I pulled a copy of Raditz. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and a copy of Int Super Saiyan Four Gogeta as well, which is my first copy on my JP. But I have the Tech one, who's obviously easy aid. But still, I uh, got a copy of him. I've awakened him today, only of course to realise that because my account is not new, it's just not been played a lot in the like two or three years that I've had it. I can barely even make a full Saiyan Saga team of. Uh, <laughs> you are or higher so obviously i'll have to throw some like random pure saiyans in there or whatever but um yeah he's awful um <laughs> i always take the stance um i was getting into some back and forth with people on twitter like the day or two before he came out because i always take the stance that there's only so much you can glean from seeing what a unit does on paper um, and seeing them in the game and trying them out on some different rotations on some different teams and stuff like that can give you a little bit of extra like depth into the unit that you maybe didn't see before um and i really thought just from looking at his base kit like when we see him in game it's like okay so he's made for super battle road you're just supposed to put him in slot one he's gonna have really high defense and then he aoe's and crits everybody except if you take him into super battle road and you put him in slot one he takes like 100k from normal attacks and then he aoe's and does like a at 55 percent, he does like a 1.2 million attack stat so whilst obviously I could go on for ages, like Minato, everything Minato said, I agree with. Um, I feel like we could spend a whole episode just talking about how bad he is. But the only thing I would say is I just genuinely do not understand what they were thinking. Like how, regardless of what you think of Margin Vegeta, because there definitely are some issues with his design. But like, how can we go into 2022, have probably one of the craziest anniversaries, apart from the free-to-play units were a little bit worse than last year, I would say. But then we get Ginyu, and then we get Martian Vegeta, and then we get this Raditz. Like, I just... I, I can't I can't imagine, like, what must have happened for this Raditz to be released the way he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I never actually believed that that could be a possibility, but a very small part of me really did just hope there was an April Fool's joke and that he was going to get buffed, but... Yeah, yeah, he's he is terrible, and so like we said, he releases after the anniversary before the worldwide celebration on global. So unless they pull a physical Goku Black and give him a massive buff for the global version, no one is going to summon for him. So hey, right. you can save stones for whatever the worldwide download celebration is this year, I guess. The thing that's really sad about it too is that um, you know Raditz doesn't have a lot of named cards in the game. He's probably not going to mm. get a lot more cards. Yep. And the other thing about it is Dokkan shown they're not afraid to get like make less popular characters absolutely busted. Yep. You look at Videl, you look at Ginyu, even Doctor Zero and Nineteen. I think there was something that like they're <laughs> yeah. like the least popular characters in JP, and they're like gods, like uh -huh. best banner unit in the game. Um, and then they do this to Raditz. It's just such a shame. Yep. Um, Gail, Joker, or do you have anything to say on the Raditz situation, or has it all been pretty much covered for you guys? I think for the most part it's been covered, but I think we were talking about this right before the uh, right before this recording. Effectively, was that um, Raditz? I I told this to Minato when when he first dropped, right? Because Minato and I were both in the same voice call 
when uh, all the information dropped and everything. And I was like, he looks like a, a unit designed like in 2020 or 2019. Mm-hmm. No intro animation, no nothing, which is, I'm astounded by because mm. Majin Vegeta got one. I know Ginyu didn't get an intro animation, but I was still like, mm, you know, it could have been decent. You could have done something with, you know, the, you know, far, uh, 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 the farmer with the shotgun, something like that, giving him a scout or some effect or something yeah. like that, right? But they didn't, they didn't do anything. And based on yeah. his kit, it looks like he was supposed to release with Vegeta and Nappa. And I know when Vegeta and Nappa released, of course, uh, JP got uh, SSB Kaioken Goku, I think, right before that. It fits in really well with the whole thing of them doing Prime Battle Krill and Vegeta and Nappa around that time. And this guy would have released with them. I don't know yep. if he would have been good back then either, but that's a discussion <laughs> that we're going to have, I think, in a second, of course, regarding which units are better than him right now. Yeah. Uh, Joker, um, do you have anything? Yeah, go ahead. I just, I am just very surprised that, again, we're going, we're, you know, four months into 2022, and this is what they drop right after, you know, the anniversary and Genyu being incredibly busted with, you know, two good, two godly banner units aside him. And then Majin Vegeta drops, who, take it or leave it, is there with some flaws. And then the kids, who don't really make a lot of sense. And then we get this Raditz and a godly Nappa, who I feel like if you flip their kits around, I'm sure they would have actually been okay. It would have probably fallen more in line with what a Dokkan Fest would probably look like. So I'm still a firm believer of Team A and Team B in Dokkan production. (laughs) And Team A has taken a couple of weeks off from Ginyu and the anniversary, and Team B came in for Majima Jita and now... Rather yeah. than like, this will work. This looks good. Yeah, Ginyu is the literal example of what you do with a character like this. It's like, yep. like Joe said, is I think Truth said this before as well, like in one of his own videos, I think. But like, when are we ever going to get like another Raditz now? Like, the, we got the yeah. tech one as a side banner unit two years ago for Saiyan Day. So this is the first Raditz card that's come out in two years. So chances are, obviously we all hope the game will still be around in another two years, but chances are we're not going to get another Raditz card anytime like soon. Mm-hmm. And this is the one right. we get, and he sucks. Like, Ginyu is the perfect yeah. example of what they should do. Because if, like, a new Goku comes out and he's not that great, it's like, okay, well, fine, another Goku will come out soon. Like, but... Yeah, unfortunately for the f- for the few Raditz fans out there, you're uh, <laughs> you have to stay uh, stay with nothing. I'm afraid. You know what this is like exactly. This is tech hit all over again. Like you don't, we don't get a lot of hits. So literally, we're waiting around, and they're going to give him some godly easy A in like three years. But that's how long we're going to have to wait for this Raditz to be good. You know what I mean? I I honestly wouldn't be surprised. So they didn't buff him. They have done this in the past, right? Where because of community backlash, they buffed a unit before they came out. Uh, Physical Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks is the one time where I know it happened. Um, yep. And then obviously we have like the Goku Black Easy A thing is different on between Global and JP because JP were not happy with his Easy A when it came out. Um, they didn't do that this time around, so I don't know what they would do because obviously they wouldn't be able to change his leader skill. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see him like he'll probably be like the first two hundred percent leader that gets an Easy A, and I wonder like how long they will actually wait to do it because like. Maybe in like a year from now, he'll just get one because he's because he sucks so bad. Like I, I just yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. 
I mean, maybe he gets the uh, AGL Fury Broly treatment, and literally in part two, he just he's <laughs> yeah. like, right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, so let's lead into the next one here. So we've kind of talked about, I know Gail kind of gave a theory about like how badly they messed him up. It's almost like he was designed earlier and, and they just didn't change him. But any other, I, I guess we'll go to Minato next, but how do you think they messed up so bad? And then what are your suggestions? Like, how would you fix him if you were to change Raditz right now? Um, I would simply, instead of 150% damage reduction, give him, uh, well, instead of 150%. Well, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Give him, <laughs> give him, no, in fact, keep, keep, keep it the same. Give him 50% damage reduction against two enemies. Um, give him, I would prefer that i i like the crit mechanic that he has mm -hmm. give him immense i don't i don't see not a reason not to give him immense yep. whatever like dude, who cares just give him immense right uh that yep. would help out his damage quite a bit and then give him a scouter um maybe yes. maybe the scouter even if it's only against one enemy the scouter right just for those one enemy fights that would be fine against his intro animation mm -hmm. but um give him stuff like that please and that would be Great. That would work really well for him. Scouter so OP. So if he had like a permanent scouter when facing one enemies, that would help him in those long events like the red zone. Maybe even if he just raised attack and defense instead of like permanently like stacking. And then um again, keep keep his AoE guarantee create, make it immense, give him damage reduction against two enemies, and then he would be like way better. Like it just you have it's just these small fixes that they have to do to him to make him really absurdly powerful. Mm. But they didn't so yeah yeah i'll jump in just because i have a similar opinion but like my big thing is literally you keep him exactly the same and just give him unconditional scouter and he would be the perfect unit to have it because he like introduced the scouter into the series like that's what he's all about so yeah to me if he just had unconditional scouter he's worth running because scouters to me is the most powerful mechanic in the game so it's like ridiculous um gail do you have any ideas of how you would fix raditz yeah so um i personally believe the scouter effect is extremely powerful, and I agree with you, both of you that the scouter effect will help him a little bit. I still don't feel like it's going to be, like, game-changing, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to be something that that's the only thing he needs. I do believe, like, a little bit of stuff here and there. Um, like Minato um, said, I like the crit conditions that he already has. You know, it's, it's decent. It's not the worst thing on the planet. But I do feel like he does need a little bit of stuff. Maybe, like, he could need a little bit more tech in the form of maybe, say, damage reduction wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe, you know, if he's facing off against, like you said, two enemies, right? But more yeah. so, what I would want to see is, if you are going for a unit like this, where he is an AoE unit, right? And I, what I'm surprised about is the focus is obviously him being AoE. All of his damage is just directed towards a single enemy or when there is a single enemy, which is fair. It's understandable because more often than not, if you are facing one enemy, AoE doesn't matter necessarily. So you have to have that. But there has to be some focus on the AoE. So I think the first thing I would do is remove that whole thing of plus an additional 50% attack and defense when facing only one enemy. Just make it straight up like 50% attack and defense on super. The 100% attack can come in when it's only one enemy for sure. But I would say that is the one thing. He, they, need, they need to make him more balanced because it feels like, oh, yeah, you're giving him defense, but that defense isn't even enough for when he's facing multiple enemies. And then when, and his offense isn't even great either when he's facing multiple enemies. So it's kind of 
weirdly decide uh weirdly designed where his kid is like contradicting himself for the most part and of course his uh, uh active skill condition is what facing only one enemy and when he gets an attack uh when he's attacked three or more times i'd probably get rid of that one enemy thing and just stick to only three attacks received and that's it and that's the active skill condition so a couple of things like that is what i would go for personally for sure for sure joker do you have any thoughts or has everyone kind of covered it I mean, pretty much everyone's already covered it. I mentioned a earlier ago that he'd kind of just flip Raditz and Nappa's kits a little bit. Maybe not 100% flip them, but maybe give Raditz the 780% defense. And then maybe his super low attack stats would be acceptable because he is just a defensive wall. But yep. it's just like, why? No, supreme, supreme multiplier on a super attack. Like, he's not an LR, so he's not going to get mega colossal. But we have, don't we have other units that do immense and AOE? Um, so uh, Int Majin Vegeta on his, I think he does do Mega Colossal on his active skill AOE. I know it's not just a straight up super attack, but he was the first, I think, TUR that had Mega Colossal that I've ever seen. I could yeah. be mistaken on that though, but. I mean, that's fine because it's an active skill and it's not going to happen every single right, turn. Right, right, right. But his, even if he got immense, I don't think his damage numbers would really no. still com be comparable to anything else that would be 2022 worthy uh, right so I just, I, I just think he's an awful unit yeah for sure ningan if you want to go ahead if you have any additional thoughts um <clears throat> yeah obviously he needs a scour effect i don't understand why he doesn't have one um like if you're gonna give a unit like physical piccolo a scour effect which doesn't even really make a lot of sense in terms of the unit that it's attached to then I don't quite understand why you wouldn't give Raditz one. Um, but yeah, I think most things have been covered. The additional attack and defense 50% when performing a super attack, he should just get that all the time, regardless of whether there's one enemy or not, um, which would help a little bit. Um, the weird thing, I think, as well, is because we, we've talked about this before with Super 17, where they released a unit like right afterwards that had a mechanic that would have worked really well with him. Yep. They've just released the like the next day. They brought out that April Fool's um, Para Para Brothers, which I assume we're going to talk about at some point. But they have a new mechanic, which is going to be really interesting for units going forward, which basically overwrites the stupid like attack first attacker in the turn thing because it's like when it's the yep. unit first unit to collect orbs they should have yep. given him something like that because if he's supposed to be designed to be a slot one unit because he crits after he gets hit then yeah even if it is only against multiple opponents he should have some kind of thing that gives him damage reduction if you're going to put him in slot one because that is the weirdest thing about his kit is especially against multiple enemies where you're going to want to be AOEing with him. You want him to get hit so he can get that guaranteed crit, but then he's not like, he's just not doing any damage and he can't really take damage. So definitely should have damage reduction. Um, also, just, I know it's we, we obviously want to make him better, but like that last part of his kit as well, the key plus two for the rest of the battle after delivering a final blow, that seems incredibly random and pointless to me. Um, mm -hmm. like, I don't know why he even has that. Um, We're back at the five-year anniversary now? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's why, again, another reason why he feels like an old unit. Like he doesn't have any of these new, interesting sort of mechanics. And then he just randomly has that, which seems very odd. Uh, and I think it goes back to what Gail was saying. It's almost like he was designed back when LR Nap and Vegeta came out and they just literally left him in a box somewhere, dusted him off and threw him on a banner. 
Um, he, he just has nothing that seems modern about him, really. Um, kind of crazy. So I'm going to throw in just a little side question here, because um, I think we would all agree, like, hands down, the Napa is better. Is this the first time that the banner unit is definitively better than the Dokkan Fest? Can anybody think of another time? Because I was thinking of, like, STR Weiss, like, might have been better. Like, now he's definitely better in Beerus, but at the time, I think it was more arguable. But can anybody think of a time that the banner unit just outshadowed the Dokkan Fest like this? Has that ever happened? I don't remember. Uh, I think a close argument recently was Heart Virus, Goku, and Angel Trunks, but Angel Trunks is, like, better, right? Right. But, um, yeah. I saw some debate about it uh but yeah I, I would say i don't i don't remember the last album. and i mean 19 and 20 are crazy but the androids are crazy too so it's not like they're outshining them right like i don't know it just 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 seems to me it's like like i would go into this banner and i want to pull napa and i don't give a crap about raditz and i don't know i've ever felt that way about a dokkan fest before it's kind of crazy <laughs> Um, so Minato, I'm going to let you take it away because you had done quite a bit of research. You've been looking at top grossing. I think, Gail, you've been kind of looking at it a little bit as well. So Minato, do you want to give us an update on top grossing? Yeah, so it's not, obviously, we're not hitting top grossing for Raditz. Uh, no matter what, no matter how good, unless Raditz was like the best unit in the game or something, we probably wouldn't have hit top grossing. Even if it was, I doubt it. <laughs> but so what's going on is Raditz is obviously doing pretty terribly in jp sales currently his peak overall is 17 which is terrible for jp dokkan <laughs> because literally jp dokkan has been top like 13 for like at the bare minimum i see the low for like you know yellow Lars and like the lowest banner that i've seen in terms of like a dokkan fest yellow coin at its peak was 13, which was Tech Beers back in like 2015, whenever he released, right? Wow. So like six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. like the first year of the game. And that just shows you how bad Raditz is already, right? Uh, in terms of his sales. And it's already been a few days. And his peak is 17. I don't think it's gonna go higher, personal, because it's gonna been like what, a day or two since he's already been out. Um I mean, we'll see, but it's doing pretty badly. Even in overall, even in just the games category, he's in 13. Uh, so if then if nothing changes, he's going to be the worst performing Dokkan Fest in Dokkan history in terms of sales and summits. At least on JP, right? So that is obviously just something. I just wanted to point that out. He's doing yep. just awful. Um, and it's just unfortunate because. You could tell that they had a rest of celebration um, just because, well, my theory is that essentially the reason why this celebration feels rushed and drier than like, even like it's, it's comparable to Videl's celebration last year, but obviously yep. it's, it's a year later. It should be better, right? Yeah. I think it's because, go again, the Golden Week movie was pushed back. So because the Golden Week, uh, well, the movie uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero was pushed back. So they had to probably put more resources into making Golden Week actually good so that that doesn't flop. But in turn, that probably hurt Raditz, not necessarily with his design, but like even his animations and the celebrations is just really lackluster. Um, so I think that's might have been what happened. And I wouldn't be surprised if the part two LR is kind of weird too, unfortunately. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, right? But I don't know. Just... Very, very sad, and uh, it sucks. Hopefully that they learn from this, and it's 
hopefully it's not that, oh, we're never going to do like these low name characters again, but more so they learn. And I realized that there's a mistake that they made with Raditz's land and stuff. Sure. Anybody else want to add on to that? Nah, I got nothing. Nah, yeah. What, what else <laughs> can we say? He sucks. I know. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I mean, like worst ever, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that the game could have done, to be honest, to save this unit pretty much. I mean, well, it's just designed him completely we, differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that too, that too, obviously. But I think it, like Minato said, I think the main problem and the crux of the issue was that I think they were trying to focus more on Golden Week for sure. But I yeah. also want to point out one thing before people start saying Dokkan is dying and all. I think they definitely took the hit on this and compromised it themselves. But also, I know people will also call out that, you know, past rankings have not been the same as it used to be in like 2019 and stuff. New gacha games have come onto the market. We've spoken about this many a times. Just want to point that out as well, that other gachas are doing their own thing as well many a times. So just keep that in mind. But I mean, this is definitely just more so relating to them just compromising on the celebration pretty much. It, it, even then, like, the lowest that we've seen, like, in, like, uh, like say, the last two years was, like, Kid Gohan at 8. Um, yeah. not, <laughs> 17 is ex- obviously, like, extremely much lower than eight, right? <laughs> yep, and then uh, yep. the reason why Kid Gohan at Super Vegeta were they're both eight, right? Last year, that's their peak. The reason why is because Kid Gohan was before Tanabata, and then mm-hmm. um, Super Vegeta was before uh, World War Celebration, right? But like even if a Dao hit six, <laughs> so it's like yep. it's very sad. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we will move on to our next topic, which is AGL Turles, and he's definitely going to be the highlight of the celebration. So um, right now, we don't know what his kit is going to do, so we're going to do a little bit of hypothetical, trying to come up with what we want. So we want each person to pick the one most wanted addition to his kit, Um, and then also as a side note, his EZA is weak to low-class warriors, which is kind of a limited character category but i think there are some decent options in there so um let's go ahead and start with ningen on this one what what do you want to see out of this agl tour list the most hmm let me think i mean if it was up to me the thing i most want to see is that he be the first unit to get an easy a and have his transformation condition changed to being an active skill rather than a just percentage chance that it happens but Probably not going to happen, but if it was up to me, I think that'd be awesome because then you can properly design his two different forms so that in his, I don't, I guess we could just say base, right? So in his base form, he is uh, really good support. Give him like really good defense. A lot of the time you're probably going to be running him in slot three. So even if he gets a lot of his defense on super, I'd be fine with that. Um, Increase his stun chance from 30% to 50. And then when he transforms, um, give him like the big crazy attack and defensive buff, put the stun chance up to great because it's 50% when he's transformed now. So bump that up as well. So it goes to 70%. Um, and then maybe obviously if they're not going to change it to an active skill, which I do again, think is very unlikely, just give him something like, um, even if you don't give him an attack support, like attack and defense support, give him like all allies key plus two in his transformed state, because, Going back to when he first released, like you would run him on pretty much every team that he could be run on as a support unit. And so it was always really annoying when he transformed, not just because he's then not providing that attack support, but sometimes that key was really useful depending on how you built your team. 
Um, Because obviously it enables you to run units who linked relatively well together with like attack links, but not with key links. But it doesn't matter because you're running a unit in slot three on every rotation that gives key. So then that turn where Turles transforms, he completely screws your rotation over. So even if they don't give him full-on support, maybe give him like all allies extra key in his transform state. And then that all that with easy A stats, I think he would be basically must run on all the teams that he's on. Yeah, I definitely agree with what, what what you just said there. And I'm one of those people that I really want the active skill thing. But yeah, it's probably not going to happen, right? <laughs> Joker, what do you want to get out of this Turles? I would like Turles to have a crap ton of damage reduction at the start of turn. Ooh. So he will get his increased stats. He'll get, you know, defense in his actual base form. And so giving him damage reduction will allow him to sit in slot one so you can put LR Turles in slot two. And that way you can actually run them in difficult content together and have LR Turles look like the god that he can be in very, very limited times right now. Because if you get 24 key, you get super effective against all types and the 50% chance to launch an additional super. And then if you've got him built for additional and... It, he can do you know triple supers that are super effective against all types but you need a unit that one links well with him and two can sit in front of him so he doesn't have to take the brunt of the damage and so if they give a uh, turles that kind of defense that will make that uh, rotation look really really good for sure um gal what would you like to see um i I think pretty much everything has been covered so far. The only thing I would add on is if they are going to keep the um, the whole limitation of it being under a certain amount of HP, right? One really nice thing that they could do when he transforms is gain a little bit of HP back, maybe like 25% or something, because right now it's under 80% HP, right? So say you're at 70% and you manage to get that percentage chance of transforming, Getting back to that 20% or 25% HP will be very, very nice for sure. So it's a small thing, but it would be kind of handy, kind of like how Vegito, uh, Super Vegito gets it, right? When he when we use his active skill, he can get the HP back basically for it, which is great. So something like that would be great. Apart from that, yeah, I have to agree with Ningen. Maybe just giving a little bit of support maybe would be also appreciative in his transform state. Maybe like a key plus one and 10% attack and defense to the whole rotation or something like that. Something small, but, uh, you know, something significant still, though. I would, I'm going to button. I would just, I, I don't care as long as he gives at least three key and transform state or something, right? I don't yep. care even if he, if he doesn't give any buffs. I think the key is much more important. Um, yep. Especially because he will be putting in his own damage, stuff like that, at the very least, to make up for losing the support. Obviously, it won't be nearly as impactful as the 40% support. But um, if he gave key at least, it would still be very helpful. Um. And I want him to have, like, more so just defensive options rather than, like, offense pre-transformation, right? Um, Just because the offense should be for the transform state, yep. in my opinion, right? So maybe just give him stacking defense. Give him, like, 40%, 50% damage reduction, and I'm fine with that. Post-transformation, give him, like, crits against, like, Goku family enemies or something. Like, make his chances to stun as well. Like, go from medium to high in the untransformed, and then high to great and transformed. Stuff like that, right? Yep. Just make make those make those changes, and I'd be fine with the stankers and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, like maybe I'll bump up his like start of turn attack and defense too, right? But yeah, 
Yeah, for for me, um, like obviously he right now he's only a key three attack forty support. So I think we're all assuming he's going to get attack and defense forty percent. So to me, it's a must that he gets that defense support. But I I like the idea of like really focusing on the pre transform state to be very defensive and support like, and then when he transforms to go very very offensive which is why I think they probably won't add support into the transform state. Hopefully they do, like fingers crossed. Um, but something I actually don't want, depending on how they handle it, is I don't want them to increase the chance to transform because I <laughs> yeah. like him better untransformed. Yeah. I want, like, so like if you're running him with the STR Turles and making them a focused rotation, yes, transformer is going to be great because he's probably going to hit like a truck, whatever. But Turles is known as one of the most versatile units in the game. He's a showcase unit. You can, he fits on a lot of teams. He supports everyone. Um, I want, and that, and this is why Ningen and I want that active skill because I want to be able to control it. I want to determine whether I'm in support mode or if I'm in offense mode. And I just know, uh, even if the offense mode is godly, I'm going to be using him way more in his support role. So I want to keep him in that. So I know we were doing the fan made uh, video or whatever, and some people are going up to like 40%, which I could see them doing for the transforming because that's what they did with Android 21 um, and other units like that. So I don't know. And they did it with uh, EZA Vegeta as well. Um, but yeah, I kind of hope they just leave it low unless like the transformed is really godly or they put support in it, right? <laughs> I think uh, I don't care as long as they still keep some sort of support in there. I, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. care if he transforms. I think the main yeah. reason why, like, again, it's like wishful thinking, but like the reason why he is the perfect candidate for having his transformation switch to an active skill is because he's so different. Like if you look at like yeah. Android 21 and Super Saiyan Blue Evolution Vegeta, they are basically the same, but just slightly better. So them yep. getting an increase in the percentage chance that they're going to transform, that's obviously good. Whereas for Turles, right. it, on the one hand, you want it to be lower because you want him to be in his base form because you want to run him as a support unit. But then on the other hand, when he transforms, he's potentially going to be a really powerful unit that it would be kind of fun to use sometimes. So sometimes you yep. do want to see him transform. So he's the perfect candidate for his transformation to be an active skill. And he released too early essentially we didn't have any units that did that right. at the time and now we have units like cooler and bojack who are built to be like that so he if they were they could do it in the future right we always say like our oh, you know they've never done this before but every new thing they do for the first time they've never done before so if there was ever going right. to be a time that they changed a unit's transformation to being an active skill he is the perfect candidate just because he's so different in the two different forms so one thing I also want to add that would be, and to add to him being unique as well, we have to remember his transform state isn't a permanent thing like 21 yep. or True. Vegeta. Yep, yep, True. Yep. True. So it being only three turns, it does, you know, lean towards you guys' uh, you know, point of it being more something we should be able to control and stuff for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just gonna. I did forget about that. I I, I, I I don't trust them too much to do go <laughs> giga brain with that. Unfortunately, yeah. I genuinely feel like they're just gonna increase it by like ten percent or something and make it thirty five or whatever. I don't know. Well, the other reason I want to see this happen is because then it would give me hope for the future because Android thirteen needs it, mm -hmm. and if yep. he got it, that would be and uh, yeah. Int Gohan as well, right? Int Future Gohan. Yes, yes mm -hmm. they both need that because those are my favorite types of leaders, the leaders that are also supports. That's why I've liked STR Cooler for so long. So, yeah. uh, and it just it frees up your team for team building so much because you could either run them on rotation as gods or you float them and then run other rotations. I love that type of team building. So, yep. yes, hopefully, hopefully it happens. You never know, right? 
Um, it could be April Fools. Reddit sucks, but hey, we made her list a god, right? <laughs> <laughs> here's your here's your real here's your real Dokkan fest. Your right consolation here. prize. Exactly. That's right. how they make it up to us. Make his easy a busted, and then we'll all be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, consolation prizes, this is the time of the show that we remind JP players that you got to suffer through a world world tournament very soon. So April 8th <laughs> through the 10th. <laughs> so anybody want to have any thoughts on this world tournament? Do we know what the uh, reward units are or anything? Yeah. Uh, it's Goten. Oh, it's a Yamcha. It's Team Goten. And then the AGL Pan is going to awaken. Oh, the gotcha. Kid Pan, yeah. Yes, yeah, end of Z oh, Goten. So gotcha. He's got his different hair yeah. and the uh, orange gi. No, it's Yamcha, right? No, Vrakyo. Yeah, bro, I generally I, I skimmed through it, bro. I couldn't <laughs> care less about the celebration. Let's be real. Have you not yeah. seen the celebration on JP, brother? You play the game. It sucks. <laughs> That's why I said. Yeah, that. I literally haven't looked at anything about this world tournament on JP, so I know nothing. But uh, yeah. they got to make these. The, the big problem, and I know we talk about this all the time, but these world tournament units with the free to play stats, they're not typically not good enough to make the grind worth it. The grind is so it's the hardest grind in the game. It's the most ridiculous grind in the game. And these mm-hmm. units are just like, okay ish, right? Like, yeah. well, well, I think, I think it's high time now. I mean, let's be real. I'm surprised. Well, we still could get information, but it's high time. These units easier. Now I think it's, it's, it's yeah. big time that they start easing them because at this point I have to agree there is no point in doing world tournament apart from the stone rewards quite literally or if you're like two and you want the hidden potential orbs <laughs> that's so so here's what I think is going to happen because I believe on one of the latest surveys there was questions about what do you want to fix and I think world tournament was one of those things yes. right mm-hmm. and so my theory is is whatever this revamp for world tournament is whenever it comes I think they're going to put EZA medals in as rewards and that will yeah. encourage people to grind a little bit more. And hopefully they make it less grindy so you don't have to do it as much, right? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Some of the copium that I had was that, well, initially when we first saw him, was like may- maybe he, Raditz was meant to be for this potential revamp for the world tournament. Maybe that's why he's been designed so weirdly. But it's, yeah. it's massive copium that uh, I'm not going to run. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the revamp is is if your unit's name is Raditz, you get seven hundred extra attack, seven hundred percent extra attack, or something stupid, right? Yeah, <laughs> something definitely. weird. Some conditions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We all love World Tournament, right? <laughs> I mean, it's oh, part of the game. Yeah. It's part of the yeah, game. Definitely. There's rewards. You do it. I mean, I'm one of those. I'm a twenty three mil and done every World Tournament. I don't even go for Kai's. I got like two hundred fifty Kai's, so it's like, yep, I'm twenty three mil and out. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, same. All right, well, let's move on to some global Dokkan. So we have a lot of global players, so we have a little lot to say here. So we've got the dual Dokkan Fest, Goku and Kid Buu, uh, totally winning over Raditz. Not only are the units way better, but we've got global exclusive tickets. We've got uh, three plus ones. We got all that fun stuff. And it looks like we're going to get more tickets via missions as well. So um, let's talk about how our summons were on this banner. Um, Let's start with Ningen on this one. How did you do? Uh, so I did much better this time around. Um, at the moment, I very much seem to be going through a cycle of doing horribly on one banner and then doing well on the next one because I got ridiculously good luck for AGL Trunks, who I actually didn't really care that much about. Um, and then Margin Vegeta came out, who I really wanted, and I got absolutely destroyed. Um, and then, yeah, the luck came back for this one. So I uh, good old global with the exclusive tickets that you can buy from the Pilaf Trove. 
I guess it's technically not even called that anymore. It's just a different part of the shop. But you can buy them from the shop. Uh, the premium tickets, uh, obviously, if you spend money on the game, they are good value when you compare them to the price of how much it costs to just buy stones. And the premium tickets give you a guaranteed featured unit. So if you buy all of them, you can do two multis on each banner. And uh, both of the premium ticket multis on Goku's banner got me a Goku. So straight away before I spent any stones, I had two copies of Goku. Um, and then I did, obviously I did the discounted steps because the first three plus one only costs you 110 stones instead of 150. Um, and then after that, I think I'd done all of that and I hadn't pulled any extra copies of Goku or Kid Buu. So it took me, I think, two more rotations on Goku's banner and I got a third copy. And then I think in total I've done four rotations on Kid Buu after the discounts were over and I've got two copies of him in total. So I've got 79% Goku, 69% Kid Buu. I think I spent like just under a thousand stones and all the tickets. So considering it took me 2000 stones to get one copy of Margin Vegeta, I'm, uh, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Plus I rainbowed out pretty much all of the other featured units that I didn't have rainbowed already. So very happy. Right. I think part of what made that, well, I'll just do mine really quick, but, um, so I basically just did the discounts and I did the tickets as well, but part of what made the tickets so good, was you got two multis with guaranteed featured. So that like really, really helped as well. Um, which was really nice. So I basically did the, uh, discounts and I did the tickets and I did one extra round on each. I got two kid boos. I got one Goku. I got a lot of needed dupes. I think Ningen was talking about this. I think Ningen and I were in the same boat where we actually needed quite a few of these units because I, I mean, it doesn't say a lot for the banners because these are Dokkan Fest that I skipped and that's why I needed <laughs> them. So it was like Janemba, PyCon, Tech Boo, like unit, uh, Int Gotenks. These were all units I skipped on their initial banners. Um, so there was actually a lot of value for me just because I want to get them because eventually they're going to EZA. I want them rainbowed. Um, so I did like it in like the LR Blue Boys. I didn't go in on their initial banner. So it was nice to get copies of them. So um, I think Ningen, you rainbowed a bunch of them. I didn't quite rainbow them, but I got extra dupes. And then I did pick up um, a Doctor's Row 19, which was awesome. They're at 79% now. And I got my, I don't know what happened. I went into Majin Vegeta's banner without having any Int Kabe's. And now I have a 79% one because I pulled another Inkabe on this banner. So um, I know he's so good. So Minato, I, I'll do a showcase just for you so I can show you how good he is. Because I, I feel like you don't understand how good he is. Yeah, maybe he's I so don't. Good. Maybe I'm just, uh, <laughs> I don't and Dokkan enough. Yeah. Um, Gail, how are your summons? Or did you summon? Uh, I definitely did summon. Um, I got my first copy of Kid Buu on the tickets, I think. Because what I did was I did the discounts. I... What, sorry? I said, let's go. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, heard, I, I heard no, and I was like, what happened there? <laughs> no, Gail, that did not happen. happen. <laughs> uh, no, so I did the discounts first, and I also bought the first packs. The I think it's for us in the UK, it's 350 pounds yep. or 3.5 pounds. Um, did really well, so got Kid Buu. Goku, I was a little bit worried about because I put a, put a hard cap of like 500 stones. I can't go lower than 500 stones in the stone count. Um, but thankfully, Goku came in the second rotation. So pretty good. I also managed to rainbow Goten and Gohan. So if they get their EZA soon, you know, this year, possibly Goku Day, maybe. Hey, I'm ready for it. I'm absolutely ready for it. Very good. Uh, Joker, how are your summons? Um, bought all the packs and got a Goku Black Rift for her Kid Buu first multi. Nice. And no, actually, I got Goku Black Rift for Goku for Smalty on the premium tickets. And then I got Kid Buu on a Goku Black Rift on the second 
premium ticket multi. Wow. So two riffs in four ticket multis. And then I told myself I would stop there because I pulled like a double <laughs> Bojack on the second ticket for Goku and I can't use him. And then I think I pulled Janemba on my other Kid Boo ticket, which I could use. Uh, and then I yesterday went back in and did the discounts and then got a third Goku Black Rift for Kid Boo. And now I'm done because it <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I got two Goku Black Rifts for two copies of Boo and one rift for Goku. So I'm quite pleased. Well, and I feel like too, like people shouldn't feel pressured to like try to rainbow these guys. Cause I feel like these are units they're going to put on banners a lot in the future. Like it'll be a bit before they come back the first time, but I think once they break that seal, they're going to come back a lot. I feel like. I believe so, they'll be on the worldwide celebration banners. Probably. Yes. I think they usually do come back there. And then after that, it feels like they're going to be back all the time. Cause that's how it was with like the boo and the go tanks. Like they were, didn't come around a while. And then I feel like they've been on a ton of banners, like all over the place. So, um, yeah, but they're good. I'm glad we all got them. Um, very, very, very good. So next we are actually going to talk about the units themselves. So how good are they? Um, now that we've actually had a chance to play with them. So let's start with, uh, Gail this time. Um, have you had a chance to use them and how do you like them? Yeah. So I did do a little of, a little bit of testing. Um, obviously I used Goku doing obviously farming Kid Buu's medals just to kind of see how he was. And honestly, it's insane to see how good Goku is even at 55%, you know, mm -hmm. the inbuilt crits and additionals. I mean, when we talk about units like Raditz, right, when we just talked about him, you know, him lacking stuff that, you know, should make him a lot better. It's that sort of tech that Goku has that just makes him so, so good. You know, the inbuilt stuff really helps him out. And Kid Buu, I used a little bit i did decide to go and try out the margin power s uh sb uh sbr yeah super battle rook yeah i don't know why i was gonna i was gonna say sbc for some reason bro fifa's been <laughs> on my mind for a bit um <laughs> no sbr stage i decided to take him into the margin power sbr stage at 55 percent, i felt like he needed a little bit of time to get going of course because obviously he needs to get those attacks in right um, so he does need probably some other unit around him to secure him, obviously, uh, and let him be in the second slot to pull off those attacks. But arguably, you could say the same thing about Goku as well. You know, he's not going to be the most defensive unit uh, before he super attacks. So I think they're both fantastic, really solid at 55%. Um, it's actually crazy to say, uh, think that they were the last units before uh, the 200% leads, because that's the only thing really missing from them is if they got that 200% lead, you know? And especially with them having such good categories as uh, as their leader skill, oh, it would have been insane getting a two hundred percent leader skill for them. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think um, does the Goku have it on JP though? I'm pretty sure he does, or does he not have it? Because he's Kamehameha. No, he does, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's beyond yeah. evolution and Kamehameha. No, no, so JP saying, can, but, but I'm yeah. global. We can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. for but sure. Also, JP, what I'm he's saying way is, I'm also saying that I wish they were like 200% leaders themselves. Like actual leaders themselves. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. have really good categories for sure. I think, exactly. I think they should have just been full 170%. Um, at the very least. Right. No yeah. yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. Especially for them knowing 200 was coming, they should have made them full 170 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joker, what are your thoughts on the units? So I haven't tested them in SBR yet, but I did take them both into the Vegeta event just for the longevity because we know Kid Buu is built a little bit more towards longer events so he can build up his passive. But yep. level one links at, uh, what, 
And with Big Bad Bosses active, he was spitting out 7.8 million attack stats. Level yep. 1 links. So that's not bad at all. That was on a full Majin Power power absorption team under Boo Tanks. And I think that was with, I think, everything but one link active. So that's quite impressive. And he's got, I've built mine for crits. So, because he's got built an additional, which has a chance to be a super attack. So it looks really good. 7.8. He can tank Evo normals all day. He got shot down by a super attack, though, which is unfortunate, but he is STR. So type advantage doesn't really help him out there. Or type disadvantage. Yeah. But then Goku, he hits a lot less because he don't have that active skill that gives him that permanent 20% boost and he doesn't build up over time, but he just has all those additionals and the high chance to crit. And so I put him on a pure Saiyans team with under Evolution Blue and I managed to get the super god turn of four additionals with Goku and four additionals of Evolution Blue Vegeta and it pretty much wipes out anybody sitting in front of you because Goku all, also all crit those and it's just hilarious to see his attack stat go from like you know, 3.9 million crit and then a 4.2 million then a 4.5 million and then a 4.8 million it's like <laughs> Jesus when does he yeah, stop the, the additionals are really huge for that Goku like <laughs> go all additionals on this guy because he's got so much built-in crit right yeah which is just crazy um it's unconditional I'll, crit it is, yes, which is really, really awesome, right? Um, I'll do mine next, and then we'll go to Ningen after. But um, I tested them both out, um, and I also had Kid Buu at 69%, and I had him as well around that 8 mil attack stat with 400k defense uh, start a turn, and he was looking pretty dang nasty. And then with Goku, yeah, the big thing is, is his attack stats don't blow you away, but yeah, you got the additionals, you got the crits, and he's critting like all over the place. And when he's getting additional supers, that attack does really shoot up. My one gripe with Goku that I don't like is that he's one of these units that's kind of like Tech Ultimate Gohan where they transform and there are link set changes enough that it like messes you up and it's really hard to set linking partners. So like for me, I want to link him up with the Tech Adult Gotenks because that's a, like a god rotation when he's transformed. Huh. But before transformation, he only shares two links, which I don't like. Luckily, Super Saiyan 2 Goku links really well with just other generic Super Saiyans that you might have on the team. So you could put him in the middle slot early on, still got a lot of links. And then after he transforms, he's linking really good with that uh, Tech Gotenks. But I think both these units are fantastic. I think we'll all agree, much better than Raditz, right? <laughs> so much. Um, I'm not even close. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, Ningen, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so obviously as a global main, um, I do keep an eye on everything that's going on on JP. Uh, you know, we talk about the units on the podcast when they come out and stuff like that. But it's always fun for me to actually then finally get the hat, my hands on the unit so I can try them out in different events and actually see what they're doing firsthand. Because, you know, even watching someone else's video, I still feel like it's more impactful for me to just get to use the units myself. And I think my biggest takeaway from using the two units, because everybody has covered most of the uh, the basic points, like some of the crazy stats they put out and stuff. They're obviously both very impressive. But the most impactful thing to me, I think, is that based on all the buzz from the JP player base after they came out and like seeing people making their tier lists and every time a new TUR comes out, like where do they fit into the list and all that kind of stuff. The one thing for me is Kid Buu is so much closer to Goku than anybody makes out. Like I would say that Goku is now the best TUR on 
global, but Kid Boo is a close second. Like he is so much better than I thought he was, just because of all the buzz that Goku got from everybody on JP, but not many people really mentioned Kid Boo. Um, the one thing that stands out specifically is I did legendary Vegeta event runs for both of them, uh, for videos and 69% kid boo and 79% Goku. Once kid boo is fully built up, if he has big bad bosses, he puts out a higher attack stat than super Saiyan three Goku. The difference of course, is that super Saiyan three Goku can attack more times and has that 70% chance to crit. So obviously in total, he does out damage him, but in terms of the actual numbers that you see on the screen, kid boo has higher start of turn defense and was putting out higher attack stats with one less dupe than goku and obviously big bad bosses definitely makes a big difference um you know best link in the game at level 10 um so my overall takeaway is that yeah while goku is absolutely insane and of course i'm a big fan of tech adult go tanks as well so i love running that rotation but i am just genuinely very impressed with how good str kid boo is that's why i went back in and spent my last 300 stones to do another two rotations because i was so impressed with him at 55 percent. i just wanted to get another dupe now before we have to wait however long for him to come back so really really impressed with kid boo it's just the yep. thing about it is obviously Goku's just much more popular and he yep. just looks more impressive in Super Saiyan 3 than Kid Buu does. Um, and the issue is that people aren't going to run the Majin Buu team. People are going to run like pure right. scenes yeah, and stuff exactly. like that, right? And then especially after the anniversary where Goku does have the 200% leader skill, he just kind of... Kid Buu doesn't right. have that right now, so that's right. just an issue for Kid Buu. Uh -huh. But um, right. Kid Buu's obviously very, very impressive. And, dude, when he, when he gets his 200%, it's going to be very scary. But you'll see the difference Goku has on that 200% leader skill. It's a stupid jump. Mine at 55%. Does, like, 5, 6 million attack stats, uh, Super Saiyan 3 Goku. So he has, like, crits and the additional super attacks. It's pretty nasty at Rainbow level. On the two hundred percent leader score, it does like nine million attack stats. It's it's, it's uh, right. very stupid. Well, that's the other thing is I think dupes make a huge difference with these units because I was gonna piggyback off of what Ningen was saying, where like I was really shocked at how good Kid Boo was, and this is probably a hot take, but also just because I'm on global with only one seventy leads, but I actually kind of liked Boo more than the Goku. But I've only done oh. like a couple of runs with them, right? So like, I... and I get. Sorry about that, Joe. I, I no. actually, I think on release, I did like Kid Buu a little better. Yeah, and so maybe once Kid Buu gets a 200% leader skill, I mean, that, that he might actually, because like like what Ningen's saying, like nobody talks about the Kid Buu, and they are like ridiculously close. I think they are neck and neck, and I, I do agree overall that Goku probably is better just because he's got more of that tech in his kit, all the additionals, all the crits. But I don't know, the Kid Buu, man, he was putting up some big fat numbers, and, and that defense was looking a little bit better too, yeah. so... Well, one thing uh, I would yeah. say, like, I think pretty much I would, I don't know if anyone would disagree. I know this isn't like, it's not how you rate the whole unit in general, but on turn two, or I guess technically turn three, right? Like the second turn of the unit, Kid Buu will have attacked at least twice, even at 55%. So he'll have had two procs of his passive. Um, on turn two, Kid Buu absolutely is better than Super Saiyan 2 Goku. But then of course, yep. once Goku becomes a Super Saiyan 3, that's when he really starts kicking off and it takes uh, kid boo needs to get fully built up get hit those six times and then activate his active skill um and then obviously there they start to level out a bit more and obviously goku with his full buffs starts to do quite a lot more damage but yeah kid boo definitely is really like comparable to him like, in the first few turns i think
Kid Boo's better defensively, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Start yeah. of turn defense, he's way better. Way better, yeah. Well, yeah, and the thing is, like, with, with the thing I think I like more about Kid Boo, too, is he doesn't have to transform and his links don't get messed up. You can just consistently get him with a linking partner. Mm. And, yeah, Kid, Kid Boo has to build up a little bit, but he builds up pretty quick on his attacks because he gets additionals as well. And even without the active skill, I was still pretty impressed. And then when he had the active skill, I was, like, kind of blown away. Like, holy buckets, these numbers are crazy. And I love that you get it for the whole battle. So you get that active skill early. You're riding that the rest of the way through in a long event, yep. which is really, really good. Yeah, if I had to nitpick, right. then, and if, if I had to you nitpick are anything, the Busaga enemy you get instantly. Yes, yes the Busaga you get it instantly. Well. Exactly. I yep, always forget yep. about that. Yeah, because I haven't done any of the like hard content we have at the moment. You don't have that apart from certain Super Power Road stages, I guess. But um, yeah, the one nitpick I would have for Goku, just based off of that point that Minato brought up, the fact that Kid Buu is so much better defensively at the start of the turn is in very difficult content. You can't really run Goku in slot one. Whereas when Kid Buu is fully built up, especially with Big Bad Boss is active, he's got like over 400k defense at the start of the turn. And that's with mine with just one dupe. So you can run him in slot one. The other thing too, you run Kid Buu in slot one, he gets smacked up a little bit. He's going to heal you 20%. Which you is can't underestimate huge. the healing either. Yep. It is huge because when you do difficult content, you're so limited on items. Kid Boo is a walking item that you get to reuse over and over again. That's so important in hard content. Yep. So, so even, I do value that. Even against Super Saiyan Blue Evolution Vegeta at the end of the Vegeta event, if Kid Boo is fully built up, again, this is just going off of my one with one dupe. He takes double digit damage from normal attacks. So any as soon as he takes one attack that triggers his healing you at the end of the turn thing if your team has like 500k hp that means he's going to take like what 200 300 damage from like four or five double digit attacks and then at the end of the turn he heals you over 100k hp so yeah so that's pretty good I was actually... if, you're running, if you're running a boo team where boo tanks heals you yep. on the start of turn and you've got the links that'll heal you passively as well yep. then you pretty much can never die yeah you literally can only die if you get one shot by like a type disadvantage super attack otherwise that team is basically invincible yeah, I can't wait to get Buddha uh, Big Bad Bosses level 10 because it's yeah. actually really frustrating trying to get Big Bad Bosses on that team because you heal so much. It's hard to get under 80%. <laughs> so, yeah, I struggled with that in my showcase. But, yeah, we, we got there. We got there. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we will move on. So that is actually going to be it for the main part of our show. Um, normally, we would take a break, but we're pre-recording, so I assume we're just going to move right on, correct? Uh -huh. Yeah. All right, so we've got a couple of Twitter questions here and then um, kind of just one that we came up with ourselves. So our first question comes from Brendan. Um, he says, is there a moment you guys want represented in Dokkan but are worried will never come? Could be an entrance animation, an active skill, a super attack. He personally wants Piccolo saving, the, saving Gohan as an animation. Um, it's already on in LR Piccolo, but very poor animation. So let's go ahead and let's start with Gale on this one. Is there anything that you really want represented that currently isn't in Dokkan? Um, I can skip you if you're not ready. I can go on. No, I think, I think I'm, I have an idea. I, I don't know if I'm worried about it never coming because it could come. Uh, it's probably the Android 8 movie, uh, movie Kamehameha Goku, probably, mm. the one where he's, when he gets angry and he launches with the Kamehameha, one of the more iconic ones, of course. Um, I would say that one is the one that I definitely want uh, to see in Dokkan, but with how represented, you know, Dragon Ball as a whole is, OG Dragon Ball that is, it, there is obviously a slight concern it'll never come. For sure, for sure. Um, let's go to Minato. What do you think? 
I would say I want... The thing I wanted was uh, King Piccolo has... Like, it's technically King Piccolo transforming his in game, but I wanted, like, an active skill of it, and then we kill Shenron, right? But we yep. already have that animation, so it's like technically it's already in there. It just... At this point, it's like an older animation, right? It's still fine. It's still pretty solid. Um, another one I would like would be when Goku kills Drum. Like, again, it's the original Dragon Ball stuff, right? We're not right. going to see too much original Dragon Ball, unfortunately. So <laughs> it's, it's it sucks, right? Right. Uh, Ningen, what do you think? Um, well, just to touch on uh, what Minato said, we I do think it is possible that we can get updated versions of the same thing because even though obviously they're super basic you know the year three lr super gogia has uh them doing the very basic fusion and then of course we got tech gogia uh, like a couple of years later so could maybe happen but yeah it's just unfortunately that they don't do old dragon ball stuff that often uh in terms of stuff that they haven't done that i would like to see i feel like it's a meme at this point that people keep bringing up because a lot of people don't think it's hype um resurrection of f stuff we talked about it on like a previous episode i really want a super saiyan blue vegeta that has that whole speech that he gives to Frieza um by having a pat the I power want, of a god and stuff like that i think that'd be awesome i want um, a blue goku uh from that movie yeah the, one, the one inch punch goku as well that'd be great <laughs> yeah, dude the transformations in those movies uh the blue specifically are yes. good uh, yeah. i think people underrate that yeah 100 percent. and then of course when it comes to um since it literally says like favorite uh moment represented i there is literally one of my favorite moments in all of dragon ball is the um that's my bulma scene from oh uh, yeah yeah so obviously we do have the str vegeta and bulma that hopefully will get an easy a at some point but i would like to see a new like actual dokom fest version of that card with that animation as like uh it could be an active skill it could be an intro animation i don't know so he's just in that form for the whole time something like that i don't know but that in the game would be super cool but you know let's just make sure the unit is just vegeta so he can be on pure saiyans but yeah, I want, right. to see, uh, I want to see that in the game for sure. And then when that unit comes out, they can EZA the STR Vegeta and Bulma, and then we can have a partner for LR Majin Vegeta and actually get his full passive. Yay. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, Joker, <laughs> what's a moment that you would like to see? Um, The one that is not currently in, but will come just I don't know when, is the Bye Guys Goku and the instant transmission Kamehameha versus Cell. Mm, it's sure. it's a matter of time until that comes because it is such a hype moment, but at this point, I don't know when they will revisit Cell Saga because we got the androids, we got future trunks, and I think they're going to move on from that period of Dragon Ball Z. So it's just, it's worrying that he it could be months or a year or something before we get that kind of scene with you know the current level of animations um as far as a scene that will probably never exist is actually from gt for me where goku super saiyan 4 goku is fighting omega and he does the 10 times kamehameha that blows out the entrance of the carnival tent and just like travels across the entire scene and he just kind of sits there and is like yeah that didn't do anything to me <laughs> I mean, they did do B pan, which is kind of an odd thing from GT. So you never know. That's true. You never know. Um, 
So mine is kind of an oddball one, which is also why I don't think they'll ever bring it in Dokkan. But uh, I'm looking at the Videl versus Spopovich fight. And what if they did a Spopovich that had revive mechanic, gets his head kicked across his face, and then oh, he gosh. gets up on the, he gets up on the revive, picks his head up, twists it back around, uh, jumps back <laughs> into the fight. So might be too that, metal for Dokkan. <laughs> I know that's probably too. Uh, yeah, that's too mature rated or whatever. But I just remember that. That episode was just so crazy to me when, you know, like Videl disqualified for killing her opponent. Nope, he just gets back up, twists his head around. So I, I do think in Spopovich also not very hype of a character. So <laughs> it would have it would literally have to be like an April Fool's card or something if they ever did it. So definitely won't ever get in Dokkan probably. Can you but, imagine you know, sound effects on that? Just the bones oh, cracking as he reads oh, yeah. his head? Well, well, think <laughs> of um the LR Vegeta Nappa. That's pretty gruesome on Nappa. Like his head twists. I mean, oh, I remember when people true. first saw that, they cringed a little bit. <laughs> so all right so let's go ahead to the next question here so the next one comes from colby yates uh, he says what is uh your favorite experience in or moment in playing dokkan whether it be pulling a unit or a certain celebration or a hype announcement anything goals so uh we'll start with joker this time what's your most hype moment in dokkan oh, or favorite experience favorite experiences rainbowing unit and under 1000 stones but that only <laughs> happened once but as far as hype moment i think it would actually have to be the seven year anniversary lrs because i've been waiting for a lr super saiyan 4 gogeta and we finally got one he is godly uh ningen how about you man i don't i don't know these kind of questions are hard because there's obviously been quite a few over yeah, time seven years of game that have been i mean we very fun. we know it's not it's not pulling for int vegetas, right? That's not no. Your apparently, so yeah. Sum summoning for int vegeta units is the thing I least enjoy in uh, Dokkan Bao. Apparently, um, in terms of most hype experiences, I do remember there was the time when I finally managed to be extreme tech uh, ESBR no items on stream. It was the last stage I needed to do to beat to have every single stage beaten and be the first person on global to do it. So obviously when I actually did it on stream, that was super hype. Um, certain things, I, I remember it being very hype and then being very disappointed afterwards was when they announced that they were releasing an LR Super 17. Because not only was that oh. exciting for me, but like, because kind of people know me as like being that guy that likes Super 17. So I woke up that morning and I think it had been announced on JP, like it had been teased or whatever, like a couple of hours before. So I woke up to like like so many mentions of just people tagging me and being like they're bringing out an lr super 17 so like that was super hype and then of course unfortunately he's not very good um <laughs> but Met yeah with disappointment <laughs> once you saw the kit <laughs> yeah there's definitely been uh, a lot of hype moments and then on a general like we were talking about it the other day all the hero stuff is super hype for me i think unironically mm -hmm. last year outside of like you know, having loads of fun during the anniversary and stuff. I think the Heroes celebration, especially because we got Easy A's for the first time and all that stuff, Heroes was probably one of the most enjoyable times of me playing Dokkan, like, last year in that, that period in November. So, yeah, I don't know. There's many to choose from, hopefully many more to come, but those are a couple of them. For sure. Minato, how about you? So, I remember uh, two single summons, Vegito Blues Banner. First single summon, uh, AGL Super Vegito. Second single summon, Physical Vegito Blue. Nice. Dear Lord. Yep. Back then, I used to only do single summons and a single summon like everything. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I first created my GB account, uh, first single summon was Gotenks Super Saiyan 3 Tech. 
And then the next one was S-Tier Omega Shinra. Um, I could literally prove that by bringing up my box, sister. I, I single someone like tech super saiyan 3 goku at 5 a.m the lr when he like before the anniversary like you know that like goku and vegeta banner that came out uh before like the third anniversary that i did that right there's a lot of things i could think about uh but i think like early day dokkan like that when you used to single summon a bunch of those good units it was very pog but that moment specifically always stands out to me the vegeta one especially i i, I love vegeta dude vegeta's so pog so that just <laughs> makes me very very happy you got to love your fusions, right? I mean, it wouldn't be Dokkan without fusions everywhere. Of course. Right. <laughs> of course. Uh, Gail, how about you? Favorite moment, experience? Probably seeing the Shenron animation for the first time in the old summon animations. I think that was super hype. Sure. Even though, even though it gave me a very bad unit in the multi, <laughs> I, I'll still take the Shenron animation, you know? Um, but outside of that, I think any, like, when it comes to celebration and, like, you know, units to get excited for i'd say anything gt related man because obviously gt is like one of the first things i've watched of dragon ball alongside the cell saga oh and of course the big the more in terms of a community experience the team gohan versus team cell stuff when that celebration i think that is probably in my opinion i've not not seen that been, been replicated even to this day like i still remember how big that you know celebration was like when the Hype was building up, you know, Team Dokaner was leaking the kits. He was leaking yeah. that, you know, it was Gohan versus Cell. You had Team Gohan, Team Cell. Even the, you know, Bandai and everybody else was jumping and on the trend and whatnot. So that was, like, absolutely amazing to see in terms of a community experience, honestly. So I would say those three things would generally be, like, what I would define as, like, stuff that I absolutely loved and were my favorite experiences. Sure. Um, for me, I have like a couple of summoning experiences and then I have one kind of like community experience that was really awesome. But for summoning, like some of the most memorable things I've summoned, the fifth year anniversary, I rainbowed both of the five year LRs in a thousand stones, which is absolutely insane. Both of them a thousand stones total. Um, and then Super Vegeta and then God Goku and Hit. Um, I rainbowed each of those in under 850 stones, which is absolutely insane. I mean, it makes up for like my Majin Vegeta summons and some of these, I mean, it all balances out, right? So we get lucky sometimes and other times we don't, mm -hmm. but probably one of the most memorable things for me, especially just as a global player was getting a unit that we never would have thought would have been a global first in STR UI Goku. Like how do they do an LR UI Goku and it comes to global first, like nobody expected it. It was kind of out of nowhere. I remember that there was leaks on it and everyone was assuming it was just JP. And then sure enough, it came out, it was global. So to me, that was like, I, I was so excited because um, that's one of the bad parts about global. We hear about these hype units. It's like, all right, we got to wait four months or six months until we get it. Um, that one was really awesome. STR UI Goku for me was pretty, pretty wild. Um, all right. And I think that's all we've got for questions, but we do have one more that we kind of talked about um, before the show. And so the question we're going to throw out here is what is the best unit or no, what is the, uh, yeah, what is the worst? Yeah, I, I think I got it worded backwards here. So what is the worst unit that is better than Raditz? <laughs> That's what we want to come up with. The Man. worst unit that is better than Raditz. Um, who's ready to tackle this one? Is anybody ready to tackle this one? I don't know if you had time to look at it beforehand. I have a hot take. Okay. Come on, the man. Blue Fusions. The blue fusions, the worst units better than Raditz. Could be. 
I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure how you mean that's a hot take. Because I'm, I'm assuming you mean that's a hot yeah. take because you're saying they're bad units. Because of course they're better than him. They're do confess their laws. Like, are they yeah. though? Because yeah, <laughs> they cannot stand up to any content at this point. And I, I feel like Radis can at least maybe do something. Uh, I disagree. I think uh, in 200% leader skill and long events, they could actually still look solidly impressive. Oh, yeah, well, you you build them up and they're right busted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Stiarkefla. STR Kefla. So you said uh, the worst unit better than Raditz. Yeah, right? so what's the no, worst okay, unit no. you can think of that is still better than Raditz in your mind? No, it wouldn't be STR Kefla then, because, well, actually, would she be better than? No, I don't think so. She's. It's hard she to say. <laughs> All right, for it's, me. She I... does have the dodge and stuff in her kit, which Raditz literally doesn't have dodge or anything of that sort. So arguably, you could say, like, she has at least that. A little bit of tech versus him, but she's not an amazing unit. We know that she's probably one of the worst go confess in recent All right. years. I would say. Here's a spicy one for you. What do you boys think of this one? AGL Bardock. Um, better than I, Raditz. Yep. He at least stacks. He stacks defense. <laughs> he's got a place. Right? He's better than I would say. He's better than Raditz as well. <laughs> uh, By a margin. And that says that says what you need to know about Raditz right there. Ask <laughs> Jared Grover maybe. SDR Cooler. Cooler. Oh, SDR Cooler? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's hands down better. Yeah. Because I, I think Cooler, he's really good. I think he sucks right now. <laughs> oh, dude. When Cooler, when Cooler transforms, he's super Vegeta against a hybrid or pure Saiyan. He's yeah, guaranteed like crit and guaranteed additional. Like 200k defense. And then he yes, his defense is shit. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. He's got terrible. He needs the defense. But, but he's, I still better. Like him. he's better. He's better. He's like a 2019 unit. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So here, here's the ones I wrote down. Um, I had just because of surely how old they are, and I do think they could be considered better, is uh LR Goku Trunks and Pan and Int LR Bojack. And these are like really old units without easy A's. And yeah. in LR Bojack, he can actually defend. Like he can, he carried my space traveling warriors run in the legendary GT Goku event. And this dude is like, what, four years old, five years old. He's, he's really old. Okay. And uh, I think uh, he's better than Raditz. I have one for you. Physical okay. transformer Vegeta. Yes or no? What do you guys think? Yes. Physical transformer uh, better. Right? Better than I, I don't I'm, know about that. He stacks. I'm not, but, I'm not saying uh, I agree, but <laughs> I don't. I don't tough. know if I'd go. I don't know if I'd go transforming Vegeta. He, he, I think well, I, I would. They're both pure Saiyans leaders now. I just think that he you'll have more use with him. Probably, yeah, like yeah, I guess you would get more I mean, use I, for sure. I, I'd argue to say bloody the physical Broly and Asia Guchito are better than him as well. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing like, I will Gita say, dodge Blue Gogeta maybe not physical Broly. Yeah, physical Broly has similar issues to Raditz. Broly can get similar. I mean, he has similar stats, issues, but, but he is also three years older. Remember yeah, but, that. But he, the thing is that I think Broly's just worse than him. Right? Let's like, not go too far. Yeah. The one, the Broly major thing to remember when comparing to some of these units is like units like physical Broly. I saw people posting like screenshots of them side by side. The fact that they will still hit similar attack stats, even though Broly is a much older AOE unit. But the one thing to remember is even though he's not necessarily the best in slot one raditz's defense after he super attacks is still decent so i, I think little factors actually, like that yeah factors like that i think make him better than like transforming vegeta or like physical broly uh, or something because yeah you can't run true. them in difficult content basically i would say uh the one thing about raditz is that's underrated if anything would be his defense after super when facing an enemy 
because uh, it, it gets it can get to pretty good numbers. Like you look at the starter turn defense, it's like oh 200 k right. But then he gets fifty percent when he attacks. Then he gets a great raise on a super attack effect. So mm -hmm. when you combine all that together, he's hovering around four hundred k defense or so, right? Yeah, I think that's the one thing about him that I would say would be underrated about him. But uh, everything else sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a spicy one for you guys. So Raditz is supposed to be good in World Tournament, right? Because he's AOE. Uh, mm. Are Jocko and Chiaotzu better in World <laughs> Tournament than Raditz? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I would run them over him. Um, SR banner say... unit, better than Raditz. Yeah, I would run them over him. There you go. Jocko and Chiaotzu, is that the definitive answer? Worst <laughs> unit that is better so, than yep. Raditz? <laughs> I, I just, so, yeah. I just so thought of, I just thought of that. <laughs> oh, kind of crazy. Well, all right, guys, that is going to do it for our show today. This has been episode 76 of the Dokkan Battle podcast. Uh, I would like to thank all of our guests today. So we've got Gal Riot, Ice Cold Joker, Mass Ningen, and Minato. Um, I have been your host, Joe Weggs. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thanks for watching, guys, and we will catch you all on the next one. See ya.